Welcome to the world's fastest growing podcast that interviews random Todds and asks them unpredictable questions in a series of wacky segments. Here at the Toddcast, we believe every Todd has a story and we want to hear it. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Toddcast. Today, we have strength and nutrition coach slash physique competitor, Todd Opacinch. You can find him on Instagram at coach underscore UKI underscore Todd underscore. Welcome in, Todd. How are you doing? Doing well, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing, Michael? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, Todd, oh, thanks, nice. for, uh, thanks for... Uh, letting us slide into your DMs and uh, coming out here to talk to us this morning. So well, you have, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And with that, we'll actually get right into it in our first segment. Once upon a Todd. All right. So this is a segment here that we just want to hear about. Who are you, Todd? Uh, and what do you want the listeners to know about you? Who am I? Okie dokie. Uh, first generation Ukrainian American. Uh, born in New York. Raised in Louisville, Kentucky, and then uh, about 16 years ago with my wife and daughter moved to the beautiful flatlands of Fort Wayne, Indiana, where there's corn and Amish, and that's about it. Um, so I uh, kind of gave up uh, a career in the, in the horse industry, thoroughbred industry, when I lived in Kentucky. When we moved up to Indiana, I became Mr. Mom. Then as my daughter grew up, just uh, kind of flourish in the entrepreneurial spirit and have had numerous businesses and jobs until I kind of came back to my, my passion of being, um, being a trainer, strength coach, and nutrition coach. Um, and I've been doing that as a business for about, for about eight years or so. And then um, later on in life, I found the desire to shave my body, get a spray tan, and stand on stage and do men's physique competitions. Why? <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, actually I did that. I was 265 pounds at, at age 40 and I mm. uh, knew I needed to do something. I thought, man, getting up on stage, doing that's going to be motivation. Yeah. So I uh, dropped 85 pounds, did it. And, and that wow. actually kind of started my journey as far as doing the nutrition coach and stuff as well. And I've kind of kind of stuck in that field for, um, for about nine years now. So that's awesome. the nuts and bolts of it, I guess. Very cool. So what were some of those like entrepreneurial uh, ventures that you fleeted wow. to a little bit? Uh, okay. So, uh, so my degree is in justice administration. I graduated from University of Louisville, worked in corrections for a year, <clears throat> um, decided that wasn't for me. I was a drill instructor at a correctional boot camp, believe it or not, oh, wow. and uh, got out of that and then started an auto detail shop. And then I'd always worked for this gentleman that lived in the neighborhood and installed these fly spray systems and thoroughbred farms. So being in mm. Kentucky, thoroughbred farms, you know, there's a lot. So went from there and um, I started, I basically started a horse flooring company and worked all over the world. Did work um, in uh, England, Ireland, Dubai for uh, Sheikh Mohammed from Dubai, hmm. Del Pfeiffer's farm, you know, did, did all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Um, so I had that business and we moved up here. My wife's a neonatologist. So, takes care of premature babies. 
gave up that. And um, then, like I said, once the Mr. Mom time was up, I my daughter was, I think she was in first grade at the time. And I always saw kids in front of video games. And, and again, I've always been kind of into health and wellness. I opened a, a kid's indoor birthday party and play center. So there oh, were no electronic games at big play center activity room. We did birthday parties. So um, did that. That was 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. Then the economy tanked. And so I, I kind of ended that. Um, so I had that business. And then I went from there to um, basically doing the strength and conditioning center. A few other little small businesses here and there, invested in a restaurant and stuff, but um, nothing major as far as operations, as far as that goes. But uh, yeah, everything from drill instructor, horse industry, detail shop, kids indoor play center, <laughs> doing the strength coach. And I, I'm also the promoter of a, of a bodybuilding competition. So I promote bodybuilding bikini oh. physique competitions as well. So oh, nice. it's oh, kind of, wow. yes. you can see where it matches up with the justice administration. Yeah, absolutely. Oh it's yeah, of course. Progression. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very logical. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. I always get ideas and stuff and um, run with them. I guess yeah, I, I love it. It's never a bad thing. No, no, no. Well, especially when your wife's a physician, uh, I'll be yeah. honest that, that, that does help to have that, uh, to fall back on that. Yeah. You know, we talk about, um, privileges and stuff, but that definitely has something that's allowed me to, uh, be an entrepreneur to have that to fall back on, uh, yeah. but also balance that, you know, with the wife. So, you know, you're not getting a divorce and you're not spending money frivolously on, you know, stupid ideas, but, right. but that, that has a definite benefit and has allowed me to do that. Yeah. Nice. And so you said you had always kind of had that passion for like strength training and nutrition. Um, yeah. Kind of throughout all those ventures. Yeah. Like, right. You know, right. Yeah. Right. When I got out of high school, started working out at the gym, I was around bodybuilders and you know, they all, I don't know. I always gravitate towards bodybuilders, these big guys, huge guys. So I'd, I'd always worked out and, and done those types of things. Um, it was probably when I hit 40, uh, we were in Ireland, uh, for a wedding and, uh, stepped on the scale and I'm six feet tall and I was like 265 pounds. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm like, you know, I'm working <laughs> out like I'm strong, but mm-hmm. not looking like that. And I realized it was nutrition. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, started tracking my nutrition. So like I said, I'd always been kind of a gym, gym rat of sorts, but it wasn't until I hit 40, you know, a couple of knee surgeries, sleep apnea, wrist surgery. And I'm like, you know, I, I need to change something now. If not next thing I know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be in that category, the, the obese category and let's mm-hmm. do it at 40. So that's when I really, as far as for a personal journey, like I said, I went 265 to 182 and I, I did a, I did a competition and then um, decided to do uh, a strength and conditioning center with a, a local gentleman who had been doing it for some years. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I do now. And, you know, we've worked with some athletes that have gone on to play division one and professional. I've worked with some professional hockey players, but I've always liked working nice. with the adults just because I know when I was 40, yep. the reward I had from that as far as being able to um, lose weight and not necessarily to look good when I get on stage, but to be mobile to be yeah. able to sleep well and, and do that. So that's, that's my passion. So I work mostly, I work primarily with adults now and kind of help them get out of that, uh, that obesity range and enjoy yeah. life. Do you find that, uh, the people like in the 40, 50 age range are a little more skeptical to go into that, uh, strength 
like bodybuilding bodybuilding style training or are they pretty open to that idea yeah some are you know especially with the internet now you know if i look at my instagram feed and i see you know a lot of the fitness models and stuff you know it's very it's very phony it's very hokey yeah. so a lot of people are but but my my training is as a certified functional strength coach so mm-hmm. i don't necessarily train people how i train and i don't put a lot of pic- i don't put pictures up of me training my training style and every once in a while you'll you'll see pictures of me when i'm competing yeah. uh, because i'll be when i'm on stage and i'm 4% body fat i'm probably the least healthy if you were to take my blood work Probably to dehydration and anybody yeah. that gets on my stage, I, I say all the time, it's like, wow, they look great. I feel horrible. You, you, <laughs> you, your body is not meant to be at 4% body fat. Most of us, you know, it's yeah. not. So yeah. I don't, I, I, yeah, I use that to show people this is an extreme you can go to, or this is a goal. This is, I have a goal. These are the steps and I get there. I don't stay like that, you know, year round. So yeah, a yeah. lot of people are, but you know, I do get women who are 50, 55 that want to do a bikini competition. Oh, wow. um, yeah. You know, and I, you know, if that's their goal, I, you know, I help them do that. But I don't use that as the metric of success as far as having a six pack and how you look. That That's a very bad metric to look because, you know, the fitness models up there, they're, they're, they're running as many drugs to look that way as, as your Mr. Olympias are. People don't <laughs> know that. So that's... Um, I try to encourage, be, or encourage and educate people on that as far as what's the, what are the real metrics to look at to measure success and health. And it's not me with one of my posts when I have a six pack. That's yeah. not. No. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have. But. That's, my, that's my, it's my passion. I, I, you know, like I said, I love doing the men's physique stuff. I've, I've got friends that are top level bodybuilders, but I don't promote that is this is what you want to look like. And this is what you want to do. Um, yeah. If you're talking being healthy. No, that's it's not really healthy. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a couple uh, of friends that did like uh, I got one that does the bikini, and then another one that he did like the bodybuilding style, like yeah, shorts, whatever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it sounded yeah. like it is an an intense like final two weeks. Like it's just like you're tracking like the amount of water you're drinking, and like your salt intake goes like way down. And it's oh, it's oh yeah, awesome. carb loading. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, a lot of shows were canceled this year. The show that I yeah. promote was canceled and a couple that I was going to do. So I just decided yesterday, I've got 12 weeks. I started yesterday getting ready for a show. I'm going to Texas to do a show um, December 19th. Um, so actually a few days after I turned 50. And yeah, it's going to be around Thanksgiving time that you're doing the two, three gallons of water a day and watching your carbs and <laughs> You know, it's horrible it, timing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm I'm a very gray area person with my personal life. I'm very gray area. Very, you know, I find a way to you know wait till the end, but I always find a way to fix something. You cannot do that when you're doing these shows. You have to nail it. There's no fixing in the last last week. You know, a bad diet, mm-hmm. and um, I try to I try to use those lessons as far as doing physique with my with my clients. You know, there's no shortcuts. Stay the path. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those types of things. So, uh. dang, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting married in six days and I just got back from my bachelor party last week and I put on my, my tux came in while I was gone and I tried to on back in <laughs> yeah. January before all this happened. So I'm trying to fix that yeah. diet in a week. Here, so <laughs> you got um, it. Man. <laughs> I well, believe in I, you. I, I get, 
in six days we can water manipulate and drop some water and low carb. You know, so maybe, maybe I'll help you on that. So perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. I also did leg day for like the first time since like January on Wednesday. And, th- and we're recording uh, this on Sunday for the listeners. And I am, my legs are still just completely trashed right now. It, it, it's funny. Like I said, I, I do men's physique. So, you know, we wear, we wear the board shorts. I don't look yep. a lot at the legs and I've had two knee surgeries. So I hadn't Ooh. done the legs. Now I, I hike a lot. I, go to Alaska, Colorado, wherever I do a lot of hiking, but my upper body does not match my lower body. Um, <laughs> but I, I did legs again the other day too. And I'm, I'm literally at home on the throne, like, Oh my God, I've got to get up from this. Yeah. <laughs> it was this is um, where I live now. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Not, not good stuff. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I know, I know the pain. Yeah. Yeah, today's supposed to be my my other leg day, but I don't I don't know if it's a, a wise idea. They were just so well, as long as you're forty eight hours out. Forty eight hours out is muscle protein synthesis. So if you're oh, in man. pain now, that's okay. Feel like oh, I'm, it hasn't healed. I still have pain. So lactic acid will be there. So as long as you're forty eight hours post your last workout, all the muscle protein synthesis healing has happened. So don't wuss out. Get in there and get your damn legs done. Todd, I'm trying so- to get an excuse not to do leg day. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I've done it for a year. I've done it for a year. So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. So you said as, as long as it's been 48 hours since the last time? Yeah. Yeah. There's a muscle protein synthesis. So basically that healing. So people okay. will be sore like four days later and think, oh, I'm still sore. I shouldn't work out. And that's basically the lactic acid buildup in there. So what is, as long as you're 48 hours post that workout session, you can go in there and work that muscle group oh, perfect. Now, without fear of, um, of it not being healed from, like I said, that muscle protein synthesis, yeah. there's still chemical reactions that are going on for about 72 hours. Still hormones yeah. are still increased, but yeah, you see a lot of people that try to work body parts to get them bigger. They'll do, um, uh, high volume. So every other day you'll see like bikini girls every other day they're doing their butt and they're like, Oh, they're, they're not giving their butt enough time to heal. That sounds yeah. weird. Well, you can keep that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so anyway, as long as it's 48 hours, you're, you're fine. All right. Cool. So, so like within like the, if it's been two and a half years since I worked out, I should be, I should be good to just start you know, I, I should have to a calculator, but I think I think you're okay. Oh, okay, okay. I was just trying to make sure I'm I'm, I'm playing in. So yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Oh, All right. So, yeah, it's been my um. Yeah, I've been dreading a leg day, so I just put it. I just keep putting it off. It's it's, it's yeah. going on quite some time now. <laughs> yeah, just do some leg extensions. So just do something. Yeah. Like I said, I've always said, well, I hike. You yeah. know, I I do a lot yeah. of hiking, but you know, doing, you know, hypertrophy training, they get big shoulders and big arms. Hiking ain't the same. So, yeah. so yeah. I'm just trying to get big, big thighs. I want massive thighs. That's right. <laughs> Small yeah. calves, massive thighs. What? Okay. <laughs> it's going to look so good. <laughs> <laughs> There's always implants. There's always implants. Brazil. I do a lot of them in Brazil. Googling yeah. flights to Brazil. <laughs> yeah. It might be pretty cheap. Hey. All right. Well, uh, that's going to roll us right into the next segment. What if Todd was one of us? All right. What if Todd was one of us? This is where we give you a scenario that uh, one of us has been in. And actually, I was in this scenario. Um, And we just want to know, how would you have reacted? 
Uh, so I was actually at the gym uh, the other morning, and this guy was doing ab rollouts inside of a power rack. Uh, he wasn't even doing bicep curls. He was doing ab rollouts, so which do not require right. a power rack at all, as you know. Uh, I walked up to him and this is my leg day. And I politely asked him, all right, how many sets do you have left? And he basically hostily responded three more sets, whether you like it or not. Uh, yeah, it was my squat day. So I was like, all right, whatever, man. (laughs) I just walked away. What, what would you have done? I, I was, I was a little pissed. You you know, well, um, (laughs) so pissed. I mean, I have a little, I have a little bit of a benefit that for somebody it's almost 50, I've got a fairly good physique. (laughs) <laughs> and I know all the guys in the gym that are bigger than me. So mm. I've, I've had, I had some young kids say that to me. And then I just stopped and I just like looked from feet foot to top. And I was like, you know what, buddy, you need this a little bit more than me. You take all the time. You oh, I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You need this. Little, I mean, if you're honestly, if you're going to be a prick and you're going to pop off like that, not be respectful. I'm going to go right back at you and walk away and put my head. No. On. Yeah. I was a young kid. You know, it, was, it was cable crossovers. Dude, I'm doing some supersets. I might be here a bit. And I looked at him. I was like, yep. And I told him that. So, yeah, that, that if, you, yeah, if you're not going to be respectful, it's a gym. It's not your home gym. You're coming yeah. in to use. Yeah. Oh, no. That's what I would have said. Nah, just no, take that little it. pause. Look at him. Say, yeah, you need this more than me, buddy. It's cool, dude. Who's got a time machine? I need to go back Yo, and you talk to this guy uh, again. <laughs> just destroy yeah, him. That's what this Todd would have done. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would have flexed. And he would have been oh, scared, man. Oh yeah, you gotta f- always gotta flex <laughs> on him. Yeah. yeah. That. See, this guy, like, he's like in his, he's in his forties. So it's like reverse. So it's like, do I respect the elders? Because uh, I'm, right. I'm in my twenties. Like, yeah, it's like a little different. And, uh, yeah, but he like all he does is abs and biceps. That's all I've ever seen him do. And I'm not sure why. Like, he, <laughs> he what he was doing, he was doing the the bicep curls and the yeah. power rack into the the ab rollouts. Yeah, using easy curl bar. It was just no, no, no. That's that's bullshit. But <laughs> it, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that probably would have said, "Well, doing what you're doing, it's going to take you a while." So uh, <laughs> no, yeah. That, I, I hope I, that guy's. I hope that guy's listening. Oh, he, he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> screw you, screw yeah, you, guy. With I'll I'll say that so. So you would have insulted him and flexed on him. I love it. <laughs> I would give him the harsh coaching reality. Yeah, you need yeah. more than me. Okay, I'll. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you do it there, buddy. There you go, tough guy. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks yeah. for uh, letting us know what you would do in that scenario. True alpha move. I'm not advising it, especially if the guy's bigger than you. It looks like he's jacked on train or something. But. Oh yeah, no. He wasn't roid raging in the slightest. Definitely yeah, not. Okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's now our favorite time. It's time to prod Todd. All righty then. Time to prod Todd. This is a series of random questions. And the first one being, how long after Christmas is it acceptable to still have your tree up? The first week into January. Okay. All right. See that. Yeah. Brad, yeah. how long do you keep yours up? Oh, do you even have a tree? I, I do. Well, I'm not currently because it's not Christmas, but um, <laughs> after Christmas, it's probably, it's, it's like a February tradition for me. Okay. Uh, February 1st is when I really, I 
<clears throat> I, I just go through the de-Christmasing of my apartment com- uh, apartment. So the whole complex, yeah. you just, no, the whole complex. <laughs> I make everybody here like keep it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you better not take this now. Decorate <laughs> the whole complex. <laughs> like I'm basically the HOA of this apartment complex. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's good until February. Um, hmm. Depends. Yeah. I don't know. I had I had one up in Pennsylvania. I had I bought a real Christmas tree for the first time ever because I worked with a guy who owned a Christmas tree farm, and I think yeah. I had that thing in my apartment till like March. I don't <laughs> normally do this, but like that thing, like if you I did, don't, you keep like, it that, alive. Yeah, if you like lit a candle forty feet away, my whole apartment probably would just went up <laughs> in flames. Like, that smoke is so dry. <laughs> Smokey the bear would have been pissed. <laughs> yeah, that was a giant safety hazard. Um, sounds sounds like it. I don't. I don't like my wife's being on all the holiday decorations. Yeah, I, I hate like like moving it. I hate doing things that you don't do and it's not finished and it's done. But you know, in a few months you're going to have to do it again and do it again. Yeah. I've always hated those types of things. So we'll yeah. start with Halloween starting. All the Halloween we did mums yesterday and put them on the front. And it's just <laughs> oh, this whole season. I, I love summer because all she does is put like festive flags outside that's about it <laughs> yes. oh it's always something i they call me a grinch for that i i it's like as possible but i think the first week in january is appropriate seems right that's that's a good point though too it's like this this is the time of the year where it's like yeah you gotta do all the halloween and you take that down and you put up all the thanksgiving yeah. stuff and you take that down and it's christmas time which is like just straight balling yeah well, valentine's, which is valentine's day then easter and then spring yeah. Uh, yeah year round well that's well that's where you need to get to the point where you have like five or six different houses and each one you just have decorated you have a christmas house you have your thanksgiving house halloween house like then you don't have to really move stuff around. You set it you up once. To, you just you you have a lot of you have to spend a lot of money on it. But yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. You, you save time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it's a real problem solving um, situation. So yeah. that's my solution to it. Just have six or seven different houses. <laughs> Good idea, Brad. <laughs> yes, smart. <laughs> All right. Um, if you had a kangaroo pouch, what would you keep in it? Oh, so basically, shit. if you're wearing it, instead of, yeah. no, actually, yeah. it's a kangaroo pouch. It is part of you. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of like a hoodie. Bodybuilding guys have. What would I keep in it? Yeah. Um, bottle of water. I always have water with me. Just, it's one singular bottle of water. Uh, I mean, enough. Other thing. it depends on what state you're in, and it's not legal in this state, so I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. See, if I was in Michigan <laughs> or Colorado or Alaska where it's legal, probably an edible. That uh, makes sense. But uh, not in Indiana because we just got the ability to buy alcohol on Sunday a year ago. Cool. Congrats. Congratulations. Moving up Welcome in the world. Century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Finally yeah. out of prohibition yeah. time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's, um, that's very Bala solid. Dasani and an edible. Dasani <laughs> or smart water. I'm, I'm not sure yeah. what he's, what he's into. Yeah. What's your water of choice? <laughs> uh, Fiji. I think Fiji, that uh, Fiji I, water there, there is, there's a taste difference. No, no uh, matter what I, I, that is by far my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now smart water. I like the bot, the squeeze bottles. I have people that yes. don't drink enough. What the nice thing about the squeeze bottle, I tell people this is little, this is free, free advice. If you have a hard time drinking water, that squeeze bottle squeezing it 
you can drink more. Doing the actual process of like a gallon water jug and doing the yeah. drinking is very hard, and that process will, will limit you. So uh, those um, smart water squeeze bottles, and I'll usually get those and just like refill them back up to drink and do that squeeze process. You can drink more water that way. So yeah. people I have that have a hard time drinking water and getting enough water in, I have them do that, and that's great. So the smart water bottles are great. Yeah. Don't know, don't know that much makes- as far as that. Yeah. That makes sense because I guess it just forces it down your throat. It, it does. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about water. We're talking about. <laughs> Don't We're talking about water. But the actual process of swallowing, there's, there's yeah. things that happen to your body and, and this and that. It's like, I don't want to swallow again or whatever. So, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> so the next question is, you know, very, very related. It's not going to be good. Add DMs again. So. Okay. All right. How many different types of birds have you seen in your lifetime? Oh my god. And my what's that? There's a movie with Jack Black, The Big Year. I think that's called. Um, Year one. That's about them going out and seeing like birds and stuff. Um, I mean, I've, shit, I don't know. I've been all over. Uh, I haven't really paid attention to the birds. Um, you haven't kept a, a bird journal. <laughs> How dare you? No. no. <laughs> He's like, what? A note on I'm your a, phone? <laughs> um, no, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe shit. How many are there? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I would say around 400 when we don't have 2000. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a couple hundred shit. Do you know what your favorite bird you've seen is? Um, have you seen like a rare bird? Not a rare. This is going to sound real hokey. Um, but I, I go to Alaska often, but honestly it's a bald Eagle. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I do the hiking and deep sea fishing. It's the last time I was up there about a month and a half ago was fishing. And, um, the guy threw, threw, um, a, a salmon off, off the boat for some reason. And, mm-hmm. um, it was a 12 pound salmon. This bald eagle comes and picks it up and is flying by. Right. I think they're just, they're just kind of mesmerizing, not just, yeah. cause, you know, the port wow. of America, but just, uh, just massive, just massive. And, see this huge fish that it just comes and picks up and flies off with you. You know, you kind of saw the power. So I, I love bald eagles and red tail hawks. We have a lot badass. of hawks in the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen a bald eagle in person. I don't think. Yeah. they're. Yeah. It's neat. Like when you're on a boat, you're walking, you look on the side, you got all the trees, you look for, it looks like just a little white dot. So I always tell people look for a golf ball because that head pops out. Yeah. So you see all the green, all the green you look and it's like, there's a little white dot. Bam, that's how you spot the bald eagles when you're when you're hiking or or out on a boat along the coast. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, they're they're oh, majestic. They're, they're badass, man. They're badass. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Also, yeah. Okay. I did, I did make you want to shotgun shotgun a beer. <laughs> oh yes. Oh. There there are eighteen thousand bird species in the world. Just so you know. Oh, so I was close at four hundred. I was, you were very I was selling close. the world short of our <laughs> uh, selling the world short of how many birds we have. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, I did not know that. That's a that's a that's shit a ton of birds. I'll stick with two hundred. I'll stick with two hundred. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That. So you have a lot of birds you need to see, actually. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'll put that on the list. <laughs> yeah. um, that put, put legs on a futon today. That and okay, I've got it. You're on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another thing that's on the list. We brought up Michael's um, uh, wedding coming up. So the question is, explain to Michael how to tie a tie. Oh my God! Explain it. Yeah, with the. W- um, it, it's not, is it a regular tie or a bow tie? It's actually a bow tie. Ooh. For me, it's actually pre-assembled, but let's act like it's not. Sorry, pre Oh uh, Yeah, I Google and Google and, or you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Great I, advice. Yeah, yeah I, wear, I, I wear sweats, tank tops. That's what I do. Not bow ties. I can't, oh. yeah, can't help you. All you through gonna, I had to wear, I went to an all boys Catholic high school, so mm. I had to wear a tie then and. Yeah, oh, not wow. anymore. Yeah, you should toss on a tie with the um sweatsuit. Switch it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, the Adidas and the tie, huh? Yeah, yeah. B- business business casual. Business casual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Google it. I love that. Yeah, fabulous yeah. advice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's the best that's ever been explained to me before. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, can you trust someone with a first and last name that both sound like first names? Like a, um, a Jake Todd or something. Yeah, one. See, yeah, with like that, you wonder if they're real to begin with. So I yeah. think your your eye is like, is that your real name, or what do you what do you stand away from? What, so what are you trying to? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, Todd John. Nah, yeah, you know. Your last name's um, not John. Probably not. It would take some time. We'd have to build a rapport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once yeah. I get to know them a little bit. But uh, upon yeah. first first encounter, no way. No yeah. Way. No, I'm taking your phony. Yeah, they've okay. just, just assume they have a basement full of bodies or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. You got any, you good, Michael? Oh yeah. Now I got to cut this out. Thank, thank, thanks, Brad. <laughs> I didn't know if you were satisfied. You didn't look satisfied. I'm incredibly satisfied. I like the bodies. He was thinking about the bodies in the basement. He was <laughs> so satisfied. That satisfies you. <laughs> one of those guys. Oh, no. uh, oh so yeah. this is a, this is a pretty good one. This happens a lot. Um, would you rather eat a burrito or find Eight dollars. Eat a burrito. Ooh, what would you? Ha- what What would be the in- ingredients in this burrito? The burrito. Uh, me, I would do a halibut burrito with Ooh. a pineapple, mango chutney, cilantro, and uh, just a little bit of sour cream, some sharp cheddar cheese. Yep, that would be it. That's that's smart. I think that's more than an eight dollar burrito. So <laughs> you're, you're playing you're playing it smart. <laughs> Value. Value. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what, yeah, I would uh yeah. That would that's be smart. Cause like you can either get this delicious halibut burrito or you can <clears throat> I guess buy like eight frozen burritos and just get massive yeah. diarrhea. <laughs> so you're I feel like you're saving yourself and you're getting better quality. That's smart. Yeah. I am. I am. And if you, you, if you see my Instagram, I'm all about, all about food, oh, yeah. food meat and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. The meats. Yeah. All yeah. about the meats. The Wagyu. We order me and some cool. buddies of mine. We order Wagyu beef about every other week. And hey, I came back with a 63 pound halibut from Alaska and about 20 pounds of salmon. So 
Like that's my, a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got I got a wagyu uh, ribeye that's got my name on it for dinner tonight. It's just like oh, it's phenomenal, cool. dude. I just I, I had it. It's so expensive, but it's so good. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm addicted. I'm 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 throwing out shrimps. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just wanted to throw my uh, my food food endeavors out. <laughs> I have some shrimps. <laughs> Some wagyu shrimps. Um, yeah, wagyu shrimps. Yeah. They're very, very, very rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to continue this into uh, a, another segment that we call Todd the Builder. So, Todd the Builder is basically where we just ask you to build us something. So, uh, build us an omelet to your satisfaction. An omelet. Mm. Ooh, I'm pretty simple on my omelet. So uh, you want me to start from like the ingredients and what I would do in the process here? I guess. Certainly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, would do, I would start with a salted butter, not a margarine. So a pat of salted butter, um, three eggs, a dash of water just to uh, fluff the eggs up, mm. mix them, put it down. I like to use a um, nonstick skillet. Ooh. And then only thing I would put it tomatoes, potatoes, and cheese. Okay. So, oh, no meat. It. Yeah, no meat. Uh, no, I'd have country fried ham on the side. Okay, okay, okay. on the oh, side. The side, dude. I like that. Okay. Yeah, see, yeah. yeah uh, I don't. You know what? I love meat, but I don't like putting meat like in uh, in omelets or stuff. Hmm. Um. Maybe a little bit of bacon on top, but I don't like putting meat in omelets for some reason. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I just I meet my omelets as much as I can. I'll put steak, freaking sausage, yeah. bacon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll do can, that. Can tuna. Not an omelet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm weird. Like it's like tomatoes. Love yeah. tomatoes. I hate tomatoes on sandwiches because it gets the bread wet and it's icky. Yeah, you know, but. But I'll do it on. Uh, I'll do it, you know, other ways. So it's kind of like an omelet, scrambled eggs. I'll put it in there, but yeah, not an omelet yeah. that I'm cutting up that actually has layers in it. I, I don't know. See, I'm. I mean, I'm a like I said, I'm a big omelet, meaty omelet fan, but I also am a right. big veg, veggie omelet fan. I like I like mm. mushrooms, I like green peppers, onions, and I'm really yeah. big with. I really like putting salsa on top of it, like a nice, oh. like chunky, uh-huh. like spicy salsa. It just yeah, Puts it over the top. Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a fancy version of t- your tomatoes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a Spanish yeah, version. Canned Spanish salsa. tomatoes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. hmm. What about hmm. you? Are you? How about you, Michael? Are you an omelet guy? Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I do more of like a scramble usually, but uh, yeah, just like anywhere from like four to six eggs, some bacon four in there. <laughs> Yeah, I like forty six yeah. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my protein in first thing in the morning. <laughs> and all my thirty two thirty two inch wide freaking <laughs> omelet. Get the guy out of the squat rack doing the whole. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big omelet, bro. Yeah. yeah. Read read about it, uh, yeah. and then I throw some bacon and some cheese. Just keep okay. it simple, kind of like you. I don't. I don't oh, I do spinach too. Just kidding. Got to get a little bit of green action in there. Yeah, I like yeah. I like some yeah. spinach in it too. Yeah, spinach is good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went for about there was a like three or four week period where I ate omelets almost every other day, and I would just change the change the ingredients, and it was yeah. really really good. It was good times. Huh. I might yeah. try that again. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the next one is uh, build a build your perfect sandwich. No tomatoes. Yeah, of course, no tomatoes. There you go. You know, perfect <laughs> sandwich. Oh, um, we'll start with rye bread. I love rye bread. Rye bread and um, a nice rare like um, roast beef. Um, so we'll do that with Swiss cheese, uh, bib or butter lettuce, not iceberg okay. lettuce on there, and uh, a thin layer of mayonnaise, and then also just regular. Regular uh, yellow mustard. I don't. I don't get into the spicy mustard and horseradish stuff. I don't. I don't care no. for that too much. Um, but I'll put the meat on both sides of the bread. Put the cheese and the lettuce in the middle, and the mayonnaise and mustard on both both sides of the of the bread mm-hmm. as well. So on uh, on rye bread. That would be my perfect sandwich. Sounds delicious. It is. It's good that. stuff. Yeah. Might yeah. have to. But r- rye's. Uh, well, a lot of Ukrainians, Eastern Europeans are big on rye, so I was grew up yeah. with rye bread, so love it. Hmm. Does pumpernickels have rye in it? <laughs> is that the same or is that different? I don't know. I had a pumpernickel yeah, sandwich I, on my bachelor party, and I, I yelled at someone because I don't like pumpernickel. Pumpernickel, <laughs> but I was drunk. Yeah. And they were like, "Just eat the sandwich, Michael." <laughs> just, just, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that bad, yeah. honestly. It's gonna be. I think it's like similar, like color and texture but i, I think it, different uh, than rye but but yeah it's gonna be gonna be like a isn't proper kind of like a brown or bronze bronze yeah it's, bronze. it's very very brown yeah 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 <laughs> dark dark I, 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 I research that one oh hmm. i googled it it says dark dense german bread made from coarsely ground whole grain rye ah there it is oh, so okay. it's just a little bit of rye it's like a sister to the rye bread. Yeah, it's yeah, distant distant cousin, oh. distant cousin. <laughs> also, probably related to Rumple Stiltskin. Likely Rumpel Stiltskin. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think probably good with German beer. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. that's probably what they made it. Most things yeah. are good with German beer. Yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. I think mine. I always I like to toast my bread. Um, I gotta get some yeah. like toasted Ezekiel bread or something. Then put like a thin yeah. layer of mayo. I do the spicy mustard though. You gotta spicy, like spicy brown, little, uh, spicy deli mustard. That's brown. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So I do that. And then like a half a pound of like Turkey or something. I'm not a half ham a guy. Pound. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Load up. <laughs> I gotta take, I get that protein in bro. <laughs> <laughs> you think he was going to go. Right. Bird. Exactly. He's like, I put six pounds of ground turkey on. No, not ground. Jeez. So <laughs> <laughs> gross. Dude, that'd be disgusting. Ground You're turkey. So so irrational with your portion yeah. sizes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've I've never been. I'd be like, are you bulking, bro? <laughs> That's what it seems like. He's trying to he's trying to bulk up. I gotta get the macros yeah, right, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I hate like when I get a sandwich and it's like a slice of meat. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. not like I went to I went to Europe and it was like they gave me like this sandwich. And it was like the thickest, densest bread, and they had one slice of deli meat on it. And I was like, oh no, this is so dry. <laughs> yeah, New York City, like Carnegie Deli, and yeah. just any legit deli, in New York City, you go there and they're just, that stuff's just packed high. So it's New York's all about they, they know how sandwiches there. Yeah. Hmm. Bradley, what about, what about you? Oh, What's hey, sandwich. Um, man, I'm I'm gonna go the the basic basic route. I mean, I'm a I'm a wheat guy. I like some wheat yeah. bread. 
Um, well, PB and J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. I, I like ro- <laughs> roast beef. I like to double meat my sandwiches sometimes. So like a roast beef and like a um, a nice oven roasted turkey with mm. some provolone. Um, kind of teetering on the club. Kinda, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not yeah. really. Not totally it's like going. an off-brand club. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a club that like everybody can get in. Uh, yeah. We don't card. Yeah. And maybe okay. like may- some mayo and um, yes, Dijon. I like Dijon. The Dijon. Yeah, the dish. That's what that's what we call it. Go past some of that dish. All right. Uh, sounds delicious. Uh, last, the last thing we want you to build us is a home gym. Uh, okay. Well, seeing as for years, I I did special flooring, like I said, in in, in the horse industry, but I also did like the rubber flooring you see in gym. So all good home gym starts with a good solid rubber floor. Um, and I would have a multi-purpose machine, like a, looks like a cable crossover machine, but smaller yep. with the pulleys that go up and down on both sides. Um, yep. I would do that. Um, depends on who I'm doing it for. Do dumbbells up to fifties and five pound increments with an ingestible incline, uh, flat bench. Mm-hmm. I would have uh, medicine balls, uh, 10, 12, 14 pound med balls, battle rope and kettlebells Ooh. up to Ooh. 24 kilograms and an elliptical machine. So that's, that would be it. it I mean, that's a pretty solid extensive yeah. the kettlebells. Um, but I'm a big, uh, big kettlebell fan as far as for strength training and stuff. Um, nice. wouldn't necessarily put in a squat rack or, or anything like that. So that, that's, that's what I put in there. Um, yeah. Nice. What size? What size TV would you put in there? <laughs> seventy-two. Perfect. 72. Perfect. Okay. Do they sell that's seventy-two that... inches. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 What do you think this is? I don't know. Yeah. I remember I, when I got a seventy-inch TV. My buddy was like, "I'm just gonna go buy a seventy-one inch just to flex on you." Yeah, yeah. It's good. It didn't exist at the time. Is that why you were? The... Is that why you were questioning it? Yes, that's why I was questioning. I don't believe the seventy-two inch. Exists, oh, you just you must. just wanted to mention you just wanted to mention how big your TV was. <laughs> I did not. You're like, oh, oh, they make seventy twos. I, 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 I'm just sitting here with a seventy inch one. No big deal. <laughs> I see. I see your game. Yeah, that was my out of college purchase. That thing yeah. was like fifteen hundred when I bought it, and now it's like eight hundred dollars at Walmart. Oh yeah, we yeah we um. <laughs> Oh, geez, about eight years ago when the first HD TVs came out, um, a guy who owns a big um, audio video supply place here in Fort Wayne. It's it's like second largest in the country. They do like musicians and stuff. It's called Sweetwater. And they had the mm-hmm. first, I think Sony came out with the first HD TV, yeah. um, the, the Super HD or 4K. And I remember we got that and it was eight thousand dollars i was at costco now and those things are like 1200 bucks for bigger 4k and all technology <laughs> technology always disgusts me because the prices <laughs> drop with it right you know? it's yeah. absurd it's like yeah. buying a cadillac you buy it and a year later it's at half the price you know yeah yeah, but that's been the biggest thing. Is I remember TVs like you were saying were like eight grand, and now it's like oh, it's like two hundred eighty bucks. You get like a like a sixty yeah. inch TV. I mean, it yeah will probably fall apart, yeah. but like you could still they're at least accessible. Back in the day, like there was three different brands who made TVs. Now there's yeah, everybody's making TVs. 
Yeah. And they say the parts are all made at the same factory. Yeah. And, you, know, you hear those stories all the time. So, yeah. But uh, also go back to the home gym. Do you put up the, the mirrors? Yes, you do put up the mirrors. I think the mirrors are good um, in reason not to look at yourself, but <laughs> to protect yourself on form. Like, if, uh, no, if you're doing. If you're doing like a body weight squat or you're doing a kettlebell squat or mm-hmm. an overhead carry, the mirrors let you see the the positioning a lot of times, whether you're going deep enough, um, you get like when you squat, what you call it the butt wink and stuff, that lumbar yeah. area kind of kind of rotates. So no, gym mirrors are are very important, especially from a strength and conditioning standpoint. So you can I mean you can tell somebody positioning, but when you show them and they can see themselves you can correct it a lot better. So definitely mirrors. Mirrors are important. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Not I've ne- my, my flexes. I've never thought about mirrors being used for like positioning. I've always thought about them for being like, just like checking yourself out. <laughs> checking that yeah. post. Yeah. 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 I never thought about the form and stuff checking. That makes I mean, sense. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I had software at, at my strength and conditioning center where I could do it and then shoot it up on a screen and draw a line and show people and, and stuff like that. But mirrors are great really quick. So you can see, um, you know, you can kind of see what's, what, what's going on yeah. in athletes and people can correct the, their, uh, their form. So yeah, not, not just to play. your regular everyday gym that you go to. It's probably not used that way, but uh, <laughs> definitely not in a strength and conditioning standpoint. It's, it's, they're, they're really important. Have you, have you seen the commercials for the new, the new mirror workout thing? Oh yeah. No. I, I've heard of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some apartment complexes um, are putting them in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a workout system, and it gives you work. Yeah, I think I've seen seen that once or twice, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I I saw a commercial for it the other day, and I was like, oh, this is what we're doing now. We're just making like it's basically a screen, but it's a it's <laughs> shiny. It's a shiny screen. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, now, yeah. I'll look for that. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah, it's um, hokey. Yeah. yeah, starting at zero percent APR, or you can spend forty two dollars <laughs> a month to finance one. This is our sponsor now. Apparently, mirror. Are you <laughs> sponsor? <laughs> I know. Are we sponsored by Mirror? Apparently, yeah, I mean, now they need code. to. They need to get the uh, the technology uh, discount for these mirrors, though. Gym mirrors are not cheap. Like to get like the three by five foot, like. I was like, oh yeah, that'd be like fifty bucks. It's like, no, we're uh-huh. like three hundred bucks or something. I'm like, good what lord. The heck? Well, yeah. then, then if you're doing it like in a commercial gym, you know, mm-hmm. you have to have it uh, adhere to the back. You can't can't just clamp it on the wall just from no. a liability standpoint. So when they do yeah. it, it's got you know they got to use that special adhesive on the back and do it, yep. and then line it up so that you know you think you put a mirror on the wall and they line up. Yeah, to adjust them so they're lined up, so you're not like in a crease and looking funky. <laughs> so, yeah, there. Yeah. I think I spent um, nine thousand dollars on mirrors at my strength. We had a forty Goodness. square facility, and we just had them on one wall. Yeah. So yeah, they they weren't cheap. They weren't cheap. Hey, we, we bought two of them, and I have a newfound respect for gym mirrors. Yeah, I was gonna say you should have just got one of those big standing mirrors from Walmart and just moved it moved it everywhere <laughs> you went. Yeah. I considered uh, it's like 35 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> just a line of a bunch, but then they got the frame. I don't know. It's this, it's this, it's this whole thing. Oh, this, you, you could take the frames off, man. Ah, You're a handy man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next segment. That's odd. Todd. 
Yeah, that was that was not an abrupt transition at all. <laughs> so natural and smooth. Um, yeah. So speaking of being smooth, actually not at all. This this segment is about the uh, two truths and one lie. Do you have those prepared? I do. All right. Uh, when you're ready, go ahead and uh, spout those off, and Michael and I will see if we can guess which one's the lie. Okay. So the three are uh, on a hike in Alaska. I was on a solo hike. I ran across a black bear, not a grizzly bear, a black bear, and had to use, um, I carry a, a nine millimeter with me. I had to use the nine millimeter um, to basically shoot the bear. Oh. Um, the other one is I met my wife on a psychiatric unit while I was in college. Okay. And the third is um, from the years 2000 to 2014, 13 Kentucky Derby winners, thoroughbred horses, were born or were bred on a surface that my company at the time had installed and sold to the breeding facilities. All right. Pretty, in, pretty intense stuff there. <laughs> I missed yeah, out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what I heard was, you know, you shot a black bear, yeah. uh, right. you met your wife in a psychiatric ward and right. the, the horse mats stalls or the sure. horse stall mats yeah. that you sold sure. led to Kentucky Derby winning winners. Yeah. Horses. So the horses that won all of them 13 for a 14 year period, 13 of them. The breeding facilities they came from was a surface that I had sold or installed. Well, that one's so quirky. I believe it. Yeah, uh, it's like such a specific. And he did yeah. mention the the horse mats, doing yeah. all the horse mats and stuff. So that's well, believable. Yeah, I mean they're all he's believable. A, yeah, he's a hiker. Yeah. Um, shooting bears, shooting bears, just just shooting bears. <laughs> Well, to save his life, let's, let's yeah, of course, just out there maliciously, yeah, kind of jerks. Take this yeah. bear. Oh. See, I would just get in the fetal position there. I learned that in Without a Paddle, the movie. That's what I've heard. Um, that was a good uh, movie. And then met the wife in the psychiatric ward. I mean, was that were you the patient or like what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not that time. Not um, that time. <laughs> <laughs> In, okay. uh, in college, um, I worked uh, full-time at University Hospital in Louisville on the psychiatric unit. That's how I, I paid for myself to go uh, to college. I worked five years full-time on a lockdown psychiatric unit. We got all the indigent people uh, that came through there. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. So, well, Brad, what do you think? think? I, I don't think he shot the bear. I that, and then I can go into details for the other stuff. I'll, that's kind of chum in the water. I don't want to get yeah. too so, much on all those. So yeah. much chum. Too much chum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I think I'm going to have to decide here. Yeah. With you. I mean, I think he was hiking. I'm not sure he's used the, the nine millimeter to uh, save his life from a black that, bear. Yeah. That hike. part of it was the lie. He actually just punched the bear repeatedly. <laughs> he, he didn't use a gun. He just flexed on him and walked away. Yeah. Just, just flex on him. <laughs> You need this more than yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. You no, guys I think that that's right. Now um yes. on my last trip and I have a video on my Instagram, 
uh, I was coming down a hike Mount Marathon and I was coming down and took a little side trail. There was a trail that comes down. They have one called, it's called the fairy trail because it goes through all these ferns and it's not mm-hmm. part of the main trail. And I looked up and about 30 feet up in the tree was a black bear just sitting there looking at me. Oh, um, no, I, did not, I would not, it, yeah, I would not shoot a bear. I'm not, um, big bear hunter or any of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I would do everything possible to get out of there before I went into the habitat of an animal. And then if I don't know, I've got to shoot it. So no, I did see, and I actually videotaped it and was being goofy. Then I want to take you home little bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did not. I did not, but right. um, it did meet my wife. Uh, my wife mm-hmm. was actually uh, a resident at university of Louisville med school. And she was doing a rotation she was doing an exam. We had a street person that came in on a, that was schizophrenic. She was mm-hmm. doing an exam. I had to be in there when a female exams a male. There has to be mm-hmm. a male staff member. He started getting aggressive um, and oh started hearing voices and said, she can touch me and all this. And I basically got her out of the room, hit the panic button, wrestled him down. That was the first time I actually met my, my wife. Oh, wow. A couple of years later, I, I knew her sister and we crossed paths again, but I did meet her on, on a psych unit. That oh. was my, and I always said, I, I saved your life. So you had to marry. <laughs> that's the rules. And then, yeah. yeah. And then the horse farm. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, yeah, for, uh, for a long period of time. Yeah. The horses that won, they came from a breeding farm that was a client of mine. And, uh, so yeah, that was, that was pretty, that's crazy. you know, pretty neat little thing. So yeah, that's pretty cool. What'd you guys put in the mats? Goodness. Well, we did a, we did a spray on <laughs> we did a spray on surface that was antimicrobial, kind of like looked like the Port and Place playgrounds that, yeah. and then kind of like a spray on top liner. It's a lot like a bed liner, but it's a different chemical that has flexibility, so they could spray it down and sanitize it. And they usually use one stall they call a foaling stall, you know, for all the horses when the horses are getting ready to give birth. They'll uh-huh. rotate them through there. Not that it's like on a daily basis, but they need to be able to sanitize. <laughs> then we also did breeding sheds. In the thoroughbred industry, you have to have the male-female horse. They don't do artificial insemination. So that you put like crushed rubber in those areas, and there's certain things you do. It's um won't get into it, but it's 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 quite an interesting process. Yeah, yeah we wow. A lot of breeding sheds in the, the thoroughbred farms in Lexington. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. That's yeah. all right. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. That was a different, different. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Two truths, one lie. Uh, yeah. he's not yeah. a bear. Killer. Shoot a bear. It would be the absolute last thing I would do. Shoot an animal where I'm going into their element. I'm, uh, going to be very respectful of that stuff. So That's, unfortunately, yeah. we have a few idiots out there. Oh, there's a bear. Let's go shoot it. So anyway, yeah. I think, that, I think that's pretty good advice. And I think, yeah. You have some more advice in you, probably. You think so? Yeah. On to the next one. In Todd, we trust. All right. We trust you, Todd. So what is one piece of advice that you would like to leave our listeners, the Todd Squad? Okay. One thing I'm really big uh, on accountability and personal responsibility. So when I coach people, and work with people. Um, and again, working on a psych unit, working in corrections, we always restrain people. So no matter what the most ideal situation, we always had something afterwards. How can we do better? How can we do different? 
So what I always tell people, I've got, I've got a 19 year old daughter. She's a, she's a ballerina and, and again, athletes and stuff. I always say even the most ideal situation that you've been in, um, always ask yourself, what could I have done different or what could I have done better? Cause even mm-hmm. though you might think you've done the best, I'm always big on taking kind of that personal responsibility as far as how you could have changed the outcome with something. And I do that every time I, every time I compete. Okay. I did this last time. It, may have, it was the best prep ever. I did everything just right. Well, you didn't win. So yeah. what can I do differently? I, I yeah. despise pointing fingers um, unless I can sit there and evaluate and say, there's nothing I could have done differently, but I think we always can. And I think most people, rather than pointing the fingers and blaming somebody else, empowering yourself and taking that responsibility, what could you have done differently? Almost every situation, we could have done something differently to affect that outcome, um, even if it's the most positive outcome. Like I said, the, the best restraint scenario I'd ever been in on the psych unit or corrections, what could we have done differently to maybe have it not be a restraint? So I'm, I'm real mm-hmm. big on people always evaluating yourself before you blame or look at other people. So that's biggest piece of advice. And I give that to every single client um, that I work with. I yeah, like that. I, I love that. It's very yeah. much like being a victor instead of a victim. I mean, exactly. I, I <laughs> harp on, are you going to be a victim or a survivor of something? You know, mm-hmm. I, again, I have parents that were in concentration camps in Ukraine. They yeah. came over here. Um, they decided to be survivors, not victims of that. Not, not, you know, harbor on that stuff, but, um, but that, yeah. it's a little bit too deep, but I think every day, okay, <laughs> what can I have done different in this situation to affect the outcome? Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. That's yeah. No, I think Brad, anything to add. No, I think that's, that was great advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, in, in this society where, I mean, you know, you said we you don't want to you want to get into too much stuff, but, but we, yeah. we have so much more power to do things than we give ourselves credits for. And too many people try to tell you you're powerless and you're this or that you can affect things a lot more than you think by just evaluating and making those small changes. Like I say, just smile. Yeah. I find with wearing masks now, just smiling, you know, People yeah. seem a lot more down because you can't see a, a stranger smiling at you. You know, you're walking through, you know, the grocery store or something. Yeah. Um, those are small things. So when these masks come off, I'm going to make sure I'm smiling at everybody. <laughs> you know, yeah. That stuff. So what? What? what uh, anyway. But yeah, what? What can you do, do different? You've got a lot more power in yourself than than people yeah. will tell you, and you give yourself credit for. Absolutely, I think that deserves a nod, Todd. Yes. It's time to give a nod to Todd. Uh, so, as a, it was a nod worthy performance. Hope you had a good time. Um, I did. I did. I, I know Michael. I know myself and Michael enjoyed it <clears throat> as as always. But um, yeah, we want to thank you for um coming on and everyone out there. You can find him on Instagram at coach underscore uki underscore Todd underscore. Um, do you have any additional websites, a YouTube channel, other things that you would like to drop? Actually just getting started on a YouTube channel with a couple other people. Um, going to work with, uh, I'll be 50 in December. So it's going to be an adult oriented 50 and up kind of nutrition, uh, lifestyle, uh, YouTube channel. Awesome. Uh, so it's not up yet, but my uh, my Instagram is the main one. It's my travels, my nutrition, and fitness stuff. And so that's the main one. Um, stay away from my Facebook page. It's it's chaotic. 
<laughs> I like I like to poke the bear. I'll, I'll just say that. I like to get people thinking about poking the bear. So stay on my Instagram site. That's the good one. Yeah, awesome. the um, in- Instagram is filled with a bunch of um, pictures of meat, um, some big big <laughs> halibuts, um, and some hiking travels. It's pretty interesting. It's uh, yeah, it's a good follow. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, everyone else out there, if you are not following us already, go ahead and give us a follow on the Instagram at the Toddcast Pod, and subscribe and review wherever you find podcasts. And go ahead and tell a friend, uh, recommend us to as many people as you can. Um, if you're a Todd or know any Todds, slide into our DMs at the Toddcast Pod or email us at the Toddcast Pod at gmail.com. And with that, I'm Michael. I'm Brad. And he's Todd. And he's Todd. Flexing Todd. Todd. <laughs> 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 so much flex. Oh, no.